0: All right, guys. Welcome back to the Deacon of Real Estate podcast. I am Adam. I'm not important. What is important is the Deacon of Real Estate himself, Alex Deacon. Alex, yes! what is going on today, good sir? Oh man, I ah, so important. You're, you're very important. <laughs> What's these going spots. on today? Uh, you know what? Uh, what do you think? What are you thinking uh, about?
1: Checking about you? emails, you know, um, checking my spam folder, like returning phone
0: calls. Oh yeah. Like a boss. It's um, so many emails, it's crazy. Email is yeah. going to drive us all batty one day. Oh huh? my gosh. Um, you know what, I think you know, we've talked about a, a little bit of this, a little bit of that over the past couple months. Something that I think people don't really think about as much until you're in this, in this scenario mm-hmm. is should you allow pets in your rental property? Yeah, and
1: define a pet. Cause mm. Some you know, some people's kids are, mm, maybe I'd rather have a mountain lion living in the house.
0: I've seen adults on leashes recently, Hello. so take that, mm. yeah. <laughs> so, here we so are. So, how
1: long have you had your pet? That's my son.
0: Yeah, that's my son. Oh, w- oops. 19 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, with this, I mean, this is obviously, th- this is one that... You you kind of, at least for me, somebody that's typically just been on the, the renting side of, you know, the renter, uh, the, the tenant, so to speak. I, um, I've, sometimes it can be difficult when when you own a pet, you know, uh, no matter the size. Um, let's talk pros and cons, Alex, because uh, you, I mean, I think we all kind of know some of the cons, but well, let's talk pros and cons.
1: Let me let me hit you up with a fact.
0: I mean, a quasi-fact. A quasi-fact.
1: So, <laughs> so anyway, in the U.S., what I'm told... Like, around 44% of U.S. citizens' households have a dog. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that, too. It might be a quasi-fact. I'm not sure. It might be. And 35% have a cat. So, I guess they don't go into, like, reptiles and rats not. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like,
0: people that have, like, snakes and spiders yes. and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. But,
1: and, and Americans in general have spent somewhere around $60 billion, billion, okay, $60 billion okay 60000000000 dollars a year on their pets so what I'm saying is if you're a landlord do you want to eliminate maybe half of the population or more? <laughs> so we you know, we manage 650 units we have other clients and they say we don't want any pets ok it's going to be harder to rent now I understand why you don't want pets because I have nothing against pets I have two dogs I love them vehemently
0: I right? also, I also love. I my wanted dog, to use that vehemently. word. I think I said it right. Vehemently. You said it
1: right. Yeah, but it's spelled vehemently. Vehemently. So I shouldn't say it that way. Vehemently. It's like
0: cremation.
1: Say it. What, how you say? It. Vehemently. Vehemently. And I'm probably saying it wrong too. No, I think it's. I've always too. said vehemently. vehemently. So what were, what were we talking about? Pets. How much I love my how much pets. Love your pets. Vehemently. vehemently. Yes, it means I like them a lot. Basically. <laughs> I love my pets. Grammar. Okay, so my point is. I understand it's not the pet's fault. It's typically the owners, right? The owners Mm -hmm. don't take care of their pet. They don't take them for walks. They don't clean up their poop. They let them pee everywhere. And believe me, we've seen pets do a lot of damage. So I fully understand why you wouldn't want to rent to a tenant who has a pet. Now, that being said, what we'll typically do here is... I'll give you an example. I have a nine-unit building. There's, like, no yard. There's nowhere to take the pets and whatever. So this building, it could be somewhat cat friendly. Okay. It's definitely not a dog friendly building. I would not rent this building to someone who had a dog. Um, that's just my choice. Mm -hmm. Now, if I did, could I get more rent? I probably could, but you have nine units. Let's say one of the tenant's dogs is barking all day. Right. Now you have an issue, you know, and it's just, it becomes more of an issue than what you had planned and then it's like the domino
0: effect one issue breeds the next issue you
1: so i guess what i'm saying is certain properties should not be pet friendly okay could be maybe a cat because cats aren't you know barking all day now some single family homes like you rent a single family home there's a lot of cases where those folks are going to have a pet you know they have a couple kids they're probably going to have a dog so, if you eliminate those from your tenant pool, then it's going to take longer to rent your property. Mm-hmm. So, what we do to combat that is we might ask for a pet deposit. And I'm telling you, you'll get some pushback from tenants too. We're like, well, what do I need a pet deposit for, like a full month's rent? Like, so let's say the rent's $1,500. Well, we want a $1,500 pet deposit. And a lot of tenants will go, like, well, no, no way. Well, then, then don't rent from me. Right. Because fifteen hundred dollars—that I mean—that dog can literally destroy a whole house of carpet. Mm-hmm. That's going to cost three thousand mm-hmm. dollars to replace. Plus, they can do damage to the walls. They can scratch doors. They can—they can chew um, moldings. I mean, it's—it's it's incredible that you know the pushback you'll get from some tenants, and they'll be like, "Well, no, we're not going. We don't want to rent your place." Then okay, then don't. I say, I'll, so we won't rent to people that have pets it just depends on the property it depends on if it's my property or if it's one of our owners and they're you know they're adamant about no pets or only cats or only small dogs under 40 pounds so it it's really a personal preference but you just need to know as a landlord what you're getting into when you say I don't want pets mm-hmm. you know and it's not good or bad i'm just saying it's a personal choice and then you, you leave it at that and, and run and run with it
0: be smart about it yeah and i mean th- this is something too that typically and i, I mean again I'm, I'm very green with this so this is just a, a naive question of i would like to propose to you but in a way you know when you're saying like you know basically don't ostracize half the population like that you mm-hmm. know that has pets wouldn't you want i mean is there i guess the question is is there more stability in your experience when you do get that family that might be running where it's like the, the, the wife the husband and wife, the two kids, the dog, versus the two buddies that are renting the house for a little while, you know, while they're doing this or that. You know, I it granted, I guess the pet might cause some damage, but maybe not as much damage as like the two fresh out of college kids that are still being you know sure, you know. What I mean?
1: Sure, there's no way of knowing that either. Exactly. There's just, there's just no way of knowing that. But, you know, lots of investors will say, No, we don't want pets. That's it. That's just the, the, that's it. That's, that is our policy, and that's fine. So rather have the risk of, you know, you know having a pet go in there and do damage, let's just eliminate that risk, but you're also eliminating uh, half of the
0: population,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: I like how you said taking the pet deposit, because that's a great way to kind of meet in the middle. It's that compromise of kind of like making everybody happy.
1: Then you have, you know, the pro-pet landlords, and they they view our, our little pets as uh, a a positive, an attribute, because typically you can get a little bit more rent. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's another thing you can do too is you might rent uh, you might advertise it at fifteen hundred dollars and you might advertise a pet friendly uh, additional rent for pet. Okay, so it would depend on the pet. If you have two small dogs, maybe it's fifty dollars per dog mm-hmm. and you may want a pet deposit on top of that. Okay, and keep in mind when you explain this to your potential tenant that those pet deposits are refundable. So if you're so sure that Fluffy's going to not do any damage to the the carpet, then then your $1500 extra pet deposit is safe, isn't it? And it's in my bank account and it's collecting interest for you. Because that's the law, it has mm-hmm. to collect interest. So why would you be against that? If Fluffy is such a good dog, it's going to sit in my bank account, separate escrow account collecting interest for you. So floppy's actually making you money, and floppy's not going to do any damage to the carpet. So we have nothing to worry about, do we?
0: And so. typically, it's yeah, and typically, just like humans. Animals are also going to have accidents too. <laughs> and
1: the, the, here's the 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 flip side of the coin is if you say no pets, I can I can tell you I don't know how many times, but it's a lot that ends up a pet being there anyway. <laughs> pet ends up being there.
0: Yep you know cuz one in the mindset in Here, today here's what i'll get Go. oh we're
1: just we're just pet sitting how many times have you actually pet sitted for somebody Never I mean, my, you know, my mom's dog mm-hmm. or my grandmother's poodle whatever we're going to pet sit but yeah you know, it's always the case mm-hmm. okay we're pet sitting you know, it's my it's my sister's dog mm-hmm. so i'm telling you, you you rent to somebody there's a really good chance they're just going to slide in their their pet under the radar
0: Something's better to just protect yourself from the jump. That way, yeah. you don't run into
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe just yeah, make it pet friendly. But again, that's your choice, and there are pros and cons. Believe me. Mm-hmm. So,
0: like, okay. I and I, I absolutely understand both sides of it too. Because, like, for for myself, I, I I mean, I have a dog, but I am I typically am pretty allergic to animals. Uh, but like cats for me is like the the death punch. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even walk into a house that if somebody has a cat. Like right my throat will start closing up on me oh, like yeah, that's bad. that's
1: the other thing you need to think of Adam mm-hmm. is when you rent to someone who let's say is allergic to cats uh, but the prior tenant had a cat um, sometimes cleaning the carpet I mean sometimes I don't know there is a res- residual cat dander or whatever that just stays with mm-hmm. the property. so you have to be careful with that too yeah you know
0: yeah that's one thing that so I absolutely you know from from a, from you know a tenant's side of it um, but I will say this: I know that there are some, there are some landlords out there that lost money, at least from me, over the years, because they didn't, um, they didn't accept pets. So, and I'm not, I'm obviously not going to tell anybody how to run their, their properties. But there
1: are certain insurance companies that, you know, may, uh, they may frown upon certain dog breeds too. You know, like pit bulls yeah, and stuff, stuff right. like that. I mean, pit bulls. I, I love pit bulls, but it's, it's really the owners that cause them to be. I think, you know, mean and and nasty, but there are some insurance companies that do not want a pit bull in the property. So you have to be careful. Let's say you do, you you do allow pets, you need to know what kind of pet it is. Mm -hmm. You might have to check with your insurance company on if we'll accept that breed. And two, I mean, what happens, and this is a question I'm asking myself, what happens if somebody moves in a pet and it is a pit bull and that pit bull does,
0: and hurts somebody? I was about to ask you that question. Where would that liability fall? I have no
1: idea. There's so many variables in this business that I don't know how that would affect me as a landlord. Will my insurance cover it? I'll be like, Oh look, I didn't know that Did they they, were that they had a dog. Right. Well, here's the devil's advocate talking. Well shouldn't you be checking on them? No, I, I haven't been in some of my houses <laughs> for ten years. I mean if I have a tenant for ten years, I don't go bother them. Right. They pay their rent, I might drive by it, it looks fine, it didn't burn down. I'm good. <laughs> they don't no call flames. me, there's no issues. They're happy, I'm happy. But they have a pit bull, and the pit bull bit you know little Sally next door and ripped her leg off. Right now, now insurance company. Now we have uh, the the shyster you know attorney that has their billboards up uh, um, along along the highway, and they say, "Well, we'll get money for you because, damn it, you deserve it." Now you're getting sued, Mm -hmm. and is your insurance company going to cover you? I don't know. But that's why you don't never buy a property in your personal name; you buy it in an LLC. There you go. There's just there's so many. Like different scenarios, you can never completely insulate yourself from some sort of nasty lawsuit or something that could happen. Yeah. So there, again, there's pros and cons of: do, do I, should I have pets? Should I, should I not? So I guess maybe bullet point is: should I allow pets? If you allow pets, you're going to open up your market to another 50% of the population. If you allow pets, you're probably going to get more rent. If you allow pets, you're probably going to get you should get a pet deposit, right, on top of maybe more rent. Mm-hmm. So those are the pros. The cons are, if you allow pets, pets can cause damage. Pets can, can bite people or hurt people. Um, pets can be a problem when trying to show the property. So let's say that tenant's lease is coming up and they're moving out, but they work all day and their pet's not crated then is it clearly stated in your lease that the pet needs to be crated because you want to show it to that's potential tenants and
0: you can't show it because the pets in there and what and like you said what constitutes a pet because i i live in elliot mm-hmm. and somebody actually has pet chickens <laughs> and i'm not making wow. this up yeah. and i mean literally every morning i wake up to these to these roosters and chickens and it's um but it's it's comical in a way but it, that's people it's a pet to some people you know yeah. so it's one of those where i guess be clear about what you accept and don't accept as pets. And it's would you find that it's okay to say, "Hey, listen, we accept cats, dogs, birds, but nothing, pet, nothing exotic, nothing that you know." I mean, those those are fair things to put. Yeah, but I don't
1: think well. there's any law that says you can't turn down a certain pet or a certain breed of pet. But I there there are some new things that have come up recently, maybe in the past five years, that uh, service dogs, yeah. like emotional support mm-hmm. animals. Mm-hmm which I think is, is good and it's bad. I think a lot of times it's just BS. Right. Oh, it's an emotional support dogs. I have to pet Fluffy every two hours otherwise I have a, de- a, de- a depression episode or something. I'm like, okay, whatever. But if they have an emotional <laughs> support dog or animal and they say that, they do, you you have to really tread lightly. You can't turn those people down. Mm-hmm. You can turn them down because their credit sucks or they don't make enough money or they had a bad landlord reference but... You can't essentially say no pet, mm-hmm. and I don't even know if you can essentially charge more money for the pet or if you can even get a pet deposit. I don't know. There's a fine line there on emotional support animals.
0: There is an exception to that rule, even in public places, whether it be eateries, shopping places. I mean, there are you know retail establishment. Anywhere you go, I, I think service dogs. It's it's almost like they they're, they're mm-hmm. they have. I mean, just, service you know, dogs different because that's like a
1: blind person or some might have a service dog, mm-hmm. but emotional support. You know, it's just, it's a new one. Right. (laughs) This is America, folks.
0: It's (laughs) land of opportunity, but land of, you know, bureaucracy and and headache, too. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But I like that. I like that, though. So it does sound, but you have two pets. What are your pets' names real quick before before we head out? My pet's name uh, is
1: Ava. She's a miniature Shih Tzu. And Annie, she's a, uh, I think it's a miniature Pomeranian. Yeah, they're, They're both about 10 pounds. Yeah, yeah, I love them. Ten, ten pounds. It's we have uh, we have a friend who has like a fifty pound dog, and I had that fifty pound dog in my car one time with my friend, and we were we were driving somewhere, and the man when that dog wants to come up front, you're not stopping it. Yeah, that's the thing <laughs> with
0: me. I've always had to keep it with small dogs yeah. because I mean, I might weigh sixty pounds. A right. fifty pound dog is is just oh my god. This dog had dog to had to sit up house.
1: front with with my friend, and I'm like, I put my arm there, and it's like. What's that? Your arm? Get get that out of here. But my ten pound dog, I just grabbed by the leg and throw it in the back. I said, get get in the back. Yeah. So yeah, um, I love the I love the little dogs. Little dogs, little
0: poop. There you go. And that's it's all good for me. Little mess it makes yeah. makes it easier. It makes it easier. But there you go, guys. I mean, that's why uh, you should or should not. I mean, those are pros and cons. And obviously, we're not here to tell you what to do. This is just great advice from somebody that's been doing this for for a couple decades now, and what you've seen over the years and. And, you know, again, it's ultimately, um, why would you want to, I don't know. Why would you want to? It's pros and cons. Pros and cons. Yeah, that's it. Pros and cons. So, guys, this has been another broadcast here on the Deacon Hoover Radio Network. Make sure you're checking out our info on dhrea.com. dhrea.com forward slash learn is where you'll find all of our uh, informational broadcasts, Uh, not only here for the the Deacon of Real Estate podcast, but the Realer Nation podcast as well. Um, make sure you're checking out at Deacon Hoover on Twitter. Follow us on, or yeah, follow us on Twitter at Deacon Hoover. Like us on Facebook, uh, Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors. Uh, and look for our broadcast, iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, uh, you name it. Look at your favorite uh, podcasting service. We, I guarantee you that we're probably on there. So for Alex, uh, myself, and for everyone else here at Deacon Hoover Real Estate, thank you very much. We appreciate you, and we will see you next time.